Welcome to Celebration Church's podcast. We hope this helps you to know God better and trust Him more. To learn more about Celebration Church, please visit us at celebrationchurchlive.com. Well, um, we are wrapping up our Unstuck series. We're about to, to, to put the bow on it, and I hope that those who've tracked along with us through these eight weeks, that it's been really encouraging to you. I hope what you've got a hold of first and foremost is the concept that when we're stuck, we can go to God. That we can go to Him when we're stuck, when we don't know what to do. And God is there for us and wants us to connect with Him. In fact, we've been looking at this concept over and over and over again. It's that knowing that God loves us helps us to go to Him when we're stuck. And we got to know He loves us and He's for us and He's not... It's not irritating to him. It's not bothersome to him for us to go to him when we're stuck. And we keep looking at Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 says, For we do not have a high priest who's unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who's been tempted in every way just as we are, and yet he didn't sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So we want to go to God when we're in a place where we're stuck and we want to go to Him with confidence. And most of the time we think that confidence and this concept of kind of bravado kind of go hand in hand. That somehow that, you know, someone begins to, to carry themselves in a confident manner. That a, a lot of times it's just a puffed up manner. But confidence is simply just saying, I, I, I'm, it, this is going to happen. I'm, I'm resting on this. I, I believe it's going to happen. And sometimes things can, can uh, you can do something confidently. And it, it's bold and, and, and it's strong. And there's other times you do something confident. You place your confidence and it looks a little more it looks a little more timid, but what I want us to get down is this place where we begin to put our confidence, our trust in God. Folks, that is living by faith. When we trust that God is faithful, that, folks, is living by faith. And, and we've been looking at, being, at getting unstuck. But what we need to see is that God wants us to not just live from one place of stuckness and then get out and move into another place of stuckness. God wants us to go from unstuck to unstuck and just don't get stuck just live in a place where where we're trusting him and 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 doing this i uh when you and i so want to we have an idea of what this should look like and it ought to be pretty and perfect um one of my favorite preaching stories to tell um it's been a little while since i've told it but it's uh whenever every time it begins to come graduation season i'm taking back to my my high school graduation year and i graduated from permian high school in 1992 and uh, all you bobcats and otherwise don't hold that against me. And so, um, but I, I do have the mojo there. And um, anyways, and so uh, there in, in, in 1992 in uh, Odessa, um, there wasn't much to do there. There's still not much to do in Odessa, uh, but there certainly wasn't. And um, so one day, it was right before graduation. I got my first little bit of graduation money and had that in my pocket and um, Odessa is super flat. San Angelo's flat, but at least we have the two buttes and, you know, and that kind of stuff. Odessa has nothing. And, um, 
And so you can stand up on your pickup hood and you can like see two weeks away. I mean, it's, it's awesome. And, um, and so, but because it's so flat, I mean, anything penetrating the sky, you, you, just, you just see it. So I go outside one day and there in the middle of town is just this, this crane that's sticking 200 feet in the air. It's this super high crane. It's all lit up. And a crane in the middle of town back in 1992 meant one thing. And that, that they were doing bungee jumping over there. And I was like, yes, that's awesome. So uh, I was 18 years old, and I didn't have to have my mama sign off on the parental release. And I did not ask my mom if it was okay. And what's funny is my parents had been in the parking lot with hundreds of other cars uh, watching idiots jump out of a cage and dangle on a rubber band. And so and uh, she's like, told my dad, do not tell Bran that they are doing this here. Do not tell him. And... Um, and so, as, uh, so I, sure enough, I see it. I go tell one of my buddies, drive to his house. I said, man, we, we've got a bungee jump. We've got to do it. He's like, I ain't doing that. He said, but I'll watch you. I'm like, sweet, come on. So we go, and we get in line, and, and we sign up. And I should have known that this was probably not the best idea um, because instead of some sort of mat, they had these uh, blue uh, Walmart tarps on the asphalt. Um, which all that's really good for is rolling up the greasy spot and throwing it, <laughs> throwing it under the truck, pulling out a fresh uh, tarp and moving along. And, and uh, anyway, so I sign up, I sign all the releases, and I'm waiting in line. And while I'm doing this, I'm watching all of these people uh, go up. And they've positioned themselves right outside of a bar in Odessa. They get people with a few drinks in them, little, uh, little old... Uh, uh, six-pack courage, get out there, throw the money down, go up. And, man, there were, some, there were some crazy drunk cowboys doing some cool stuff off of that. Man, they'd jump off and do flips and, and do the, the nesty plunge and do all sorts of cool stuff. And, and so I was, uh, you know, I was, like, excited. I'm going to go up there, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. And so my buddies show up, and they're watching. None of them want to do it. Get in the harness, get the bungee, get in the cage, and start the ride up. So I go the ride up, and um, as I go up, we get about halfway up, and uh, I can, like, see Midland, and um, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is high enough, and the guy's like, if you jump from here, you will hit the ground. I'm like, keep going, keep going, and so we get up, and there's a, 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 a cool spring breeze blowing, and it, everything looked real solid on the ground, and all of a sudden, you get up there, and that crane's doing this number. And everything that looked like really good and easy, man, all of a sudden you get up there and it is not solid at all. And so I get up there and, and I have it. He's coaching me, telling me, okay, you're going to get out. You're going to stand on the ledge. I'm going to count you down, three, two, one, and you're going to go. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I tell you what, all of a sudden when you're up there, um, down there, it's a lot further down than it is up. I don't know how that works. Uh, but man, it just was, it was scary. And if I could have held on to some teenage boy dignity, I would have ridden that down, given them my money, and just said, thanks for the sight. And, uh, and so, but my friends were down there, and they're yelling at me on, on the video, you know, Clark, Clark, come on, what's taking so long? And so I am... I'm sitting there, and, and of course, the guys, you know, this is a, this is a money deal. You know, I'm, I'm taking up time. So the guy's, like, getting irritated. So I get out of the little safety of the cage, 
and he drops over the rest of the bungee cord, and that thing is heavy, and I'm standing outside, and I'm holding on, and, I, and I'm holding on like this, and the guy's like, okay, um, I'm going to count you down, three, two, one, and I said, okay, three, two, one. <laughs> and so he counts me down again, and I do this multiple times, and finally, I'm just like, oh my gosh, so he starts to count me down, and so I finally, I just go down like this, and I'm just going down like this. And finally, I get to at the end, and my, my rear and the bungee cord get so heavy, and I just come up, and I'm telling you, I look like a dead bird falling out of a nest. It's just, it's just, <laughs> it was the saddest, most pathetic sight you've ever seen. It was not the awesome cowboys doing the jumps, doing the spins, doing the cool stuff. I mean, I, I didn't even dab. I didn't even do anything. It was, I could have invented it there. It could have been awesome. And so, but I just come down and I just, it just, it just sit there and, and, it, and it finally, I don't breathe on the way down and I'm just in my dead bird's posture and the bungee cord catches and it pulls back up and I'm flying. And the adrenaline hits, and bad words come out of my mouth, and it was awesome. And I'm going screaming, and it looks like I'm running straight up in the air. And it was amazing that it caught and that it held. And, man, I'm telling you, it was so cool. And they came down, and I'm just trying to kick more and bounce more. And then they're yelling at me because I'm about to kick them in down on the ground. And I'm just sitting there on the video. You can hear me yelling, I need more money because I wanted to do it again. I so wanted to do it again. And that, that moment when I was up at the top of that thing, man, folks, I, I was stuck. And the only way down and keeps any kind of dignity was to trust. And I'd seen it work, and I'd seen the testimonies right before my eyes, and they had jumped, and it had worked, but there came a place where I had to trust my life, and I had to trust my future, and I had to trust, thankfully I didn't realize, seven kids. <laughs> had I known now, I'd have like, no, not happening. <laughs> and so, uh, but man, I tell you, when it held, all of a sudden, it's now, it's like, okay, we can do this thing, and we can do this thing. Because the truth is, is that going to God to get unstuck builds our faith in God so that we can live by faith in God. God meets us in our unstuck moments. Not so that he can simply just be there and, and just go around and, and be our miracle in that, in that stuck moment. But God shows his faithfulness because guess what? He's faithful every day. He's not just faithful in the stuck. He's just not faithful in the mess. He's faithful every day. And that's what he wants us to get. He wants us to go and live by faith every day. Yeah. Live from, from unstuck to unstuck. From not just from a place of need to another place of need, but from, from a place of provision and a place of understanding and a place of wisdom to another place of provision and understanding and wisdom in our lives. See, Romans 1.17 says, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. So there's, it's this building thing, from faith to faith, just as it is written, the just shall live by faith. He's referencing Habakkuk 2.4. He 
he's referencing something that back in the Old Testament that was whispered to us, that was shouted out and said, guess what? The people in right standing with God by trusting him will really live. That's where life is found. I love it that the, that's how the message translation puts it, that God's way of putting people right, stepping into all those wrong messes, the stuck places, God's way of, of making them right, shows up in acts of faith. Confirming what scripture has said all along. The person in right standing before God by trusting him really lives. Folks, this is why it is our heartbeat to help you to know God better and trust him more. As your pastor, I'm so thankful that I can hold your hand and we can pray when when you're in a stuck moment. And we have a faithful God and we've seen God be faithful over and over again. But as your pastor... I want you to learn to live by faith. I want you to live in a place of unstuckness. I'm I'm happy to have my phone ring and go there and be a part of the the moments. But I want to also be able to hear about how been able to to navigate some things that normally would have got you stuck. And you handled them trusting God and they didn't get you stuck that time. Man, this is the the place where God gives us new life. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says... And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Ever increasing glory. Another translation says it goes from glory to glory. So here's this one place of really great and then God wants to carry us from there to another place of even better. To another place of even better. That's what this is the the renewing, transforming work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That's what God wants to do in us. But if we don't see that, first we got to know when we get stuck we can go to him. We've got to know that. We have to know that. Because guess what? That gives us the courage to begin to live by faith. Because guess what? There's been some moments where I've learned to trust God that... That some of my silliness has got involved and I've got myself stuck trying to do the right thing. I've got myself stuck doing the wrong thing multiple times and God got me out of that. But I've got myself stuck trying to do the right thing. And just do it in the wrong way or mess up or whatever. Man, God was faithful in that moment too. And each win, each place where you, that, 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 that bungee cord of the Holy Spirit of God begins to hold you. And you go, yes, okay, you are faithful. I can trust you with the next piece in my life. Hebrews 11 says, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Folks, this is so pivotal. We have to understand that the invisible can affect the visible. We can have to understand that, and that's us trusting God. Otherwise, we just try to use God to help us deal with the punches of life. And you know what? If that's, if that's the way you want to do it, you can go to God and just say, God, help me recover from the punches of life, and he'll do that because he loves you. But you know what the real life he wants you to live? He, the real life he wants you to live is this life of trusting him every day. And he's able to navigate you and sidestep a bunch of the mess that we bring on ourselves. A lot of times through wisdom navigate some of the stuff that others and the enemy try to do to us. 
And that the, the plans of the enemy get foiled because of the wisdom of God at work in our lives. See, faith isn't blind. It's basing your decision on the way God sees things. On the way God sees. It's not blind. It's not blind. It's looking at something different. And saying, I'm not going to go by what I feel. I, years ago, got my uh, private pilot's license and I'm... Um, VFR, I, I never was able to, to move towards IFR, but B, VFR is visual flying rules, and you, you fly by seeing. And so, and, and that's a good way to fly, and look and, and fly there. But there's these things called clouds that begin to cloud everything. You literally can't see anything. You can't see an inch in front of the glass. You can't see anything. And so that more flights could happen, there were some systems put together and some, some rules to be able to fly. And this is IFR, instrument flying rules. And now all of a sudden you have to learn how to trust the instruments over your own senses. Because at some point there's going to be a tension between the two. That you're going to feel like the plane and the aircraft is doing one thing and the instruments are going to tell you it's doing something completely different. And when it's all said and done, the instruments aren't looking. The instruments aren't out there being to it. They're solid. They're doing their job. And you have to trust the instruments. They have a different perspective. And they will teach you that by making you wear a hood, which feels like a blinder. It feels like a blinder. And a lot of people can't get through the IFR stuff because the hood, taking away the, the horizon, all that kind of stuff will make you sick. But all of a sudden, you're really not being blinded. You're really not. What you're doing is you're being forced to look at simply one source of information, and that's your instruments. It's not blind flying. It's not. You feel like you're wearing blinders, but it's not. It's making you look at one source of information. Folks, our faith isn't blind. Our faith shouldn't be. It's not just, oh, I'm going to jump out here, and God, I hope you got this. No, we ought to be trusting in what he has said, trusting in what he has promised. And understand that if a faithful God has said that he's going to do this or respond this way, this isn't blind faith. This is understanding. I'm looking at this set of circumstances, not circumstances, this set of views. It's, I'm looking at it from God's perspective. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to, I'm going to put the hood on. I'm going to look at what he has to say. And I'm going to make my decision on that. Well, you might get a little queasy doing that. Yep. You might. It might feel a little weird, especially initially. But as you learn to begin to say, God's ways are better, are better, he's right, then we begin to trust and live by trusting him. I love this moment here with Peter, where he, Peter is challenged with his place of experience, his place of experience, and he has to take God, take Jesus at his word. Let's look at Luke chapter 5, <clears throat> and it says, um, and when he, this is Jesus, had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Now Simon, who was a fisherman, answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. So he's taken his skill set and he's worked hard. He's not been a lazy guy. He's not just been half-heartedly doing it. He's put his best into it. And he didn't just do it for a little bit. Lord, you know, I've got some skill sets. I'm a trained fisherman, and we, we gave it a real hard 30 minutes. And uh, we didn't catch anything. 
No, they did. They, he put all his skills, all his training, put all his energy and effort into it for a prolonged period of time. Worked all night. I would say that's taking all of his human ability and putting it at this. His experience, his time, his energy, his determination, he put it all into it. He put it all into it, and he didn't get anything. I didn't get anything. This is his area of expertise. He tried, he, he did everything. Folks, so many times there's some places where we can exhaust ourselves and not get the results we're looking for when all we need to do is let God lead us and trust that he has something to say. And sometimes it'll come in direct conflict with our own experience. That's what's happening with Peter. He says, we haven't caught anything, but because you say so, because you say so, I will let down the nets. So Peter did what made no sense to a fisherman. He goes out there and he lets out the nets. And when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. And so they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and to help them. And they came and filled the boat so full that they began to sink. And when Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' feet and said, go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. He recognized that, that when God's power came at work in a place that he had ex- expended himself, that, man, there is something more at work. This isn't just a smarter fisherman. This is, this is God. This is God. This isn't just somebody who knows how to do life a little bit better. This isn't just a little life coach Jesus who gave me a little tweak, a little life hack, and they helped me to, to, to make life 5% better. This is God on, on a totally different level. And sometimes what he has to say may come in direct conflict with what I think is right. But I'm going to trust what he has to say. That, folks, is living by faith. Hebrews 6, 19 says, For we have this hope as an anchor to the soul, firm and secure, and it enters into the sanctuary behind the curtain, where Jesus, who went before us, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of of Melchizedek. I love that it is an anchor for our soul, our mind, will, and emotions. Because as we begin to, to live and trust God, that in the current of life, we need an anchor for our soul. And here's what's, what's wild, is when you anchor a boat, and you, you, you tie it off at the end, and you throw the anchor down in there, well, guess what? It's solid, and it's, it's, if the anchor is sure, it's not going anywhere. It's going to stay there. But it's still gone, the, the, the current's still going to beat on it, right? It's still going to move against it. It'll even kind of reposition it. The current flows this way, it goes this way. Current flows this way, it goes this way. If it's anchored out in the bay at the, with the tides coming in, it's going to be pointed one direction. Tides going out, it's going to be pointed another direction. But it's not going anywhere. Different things will still have some impact. They'll still have some effect, but it's not going anywhere. We need to have our anchor connected to God. See, folks, our faith simply means to hold on to his promises, to hold on to him, to not grasp at our own abilities, our own understanding. Those are great, and God gives us those, and we need to steward them. But when all of a sudden there's a conflict between what God has to say and our own experience, we trust God. Hebrews 10 
It says, therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through, <clears throat> through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart full of assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess because he who promised is faithful. He's faithful. Folks, so many times we want our walk with God to be, to be this beautiful, awesome thing. And so many times we see somebody else who walk with God and they, it seems like they trust God like the, like the drunk cowboys. And man, they just throw themselves out there into God's hands. It just looks so beautiful and everybody's holding up the perfect ten. And man, your walk, your walk with God's amazing. But you know what the result is? Is that bungee cord is what catches. And some of you are more like me. And you trust God and you look like a dead bird falling out of a nest. <laughs> and it isn't pretty. And it isn't necessarily inspirational to watch. Until it catches. And you go, guess what? It'll hold. It'll hold. Folks, living by faith, we want it to be beautiful and we want it to be this thing. But folks, living by faith, that doesn't have to be pretty. There's the, the father that comes to Jesus and says, and, and, uh, says, can you heal my son? And he says, you know, anything's possible to him who believes. And he says, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And sometimes that's, we, that's, we, just, we go, we say, Lord, I, I'm, I'm believing the best I can. And, and you know what? Guess what? Jesus met him there. He met him there. So many times we want to be the, 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 the beautiful, awesome moment. But a lot of times it's, it's, we just throw what we've got at it. And we just say, God, I'm putting myself in your hands. So folks, as you begin to live from unstuck to unstuck, no, it doesn't have to be perfect. But folks, just trust him. See, our bottom line today is faith. My iPad's being crazy. Is faith is trusting in the faithfulness of God. That's what faith is. Faith is trusting in the faithfulness of God, that he's faithful, that he's at work, that he loves us, and that, and that he's not going to let us down. See, God loves us enough to meet us right where we are, but he loves us enough to not leave us there. That's why he gets us unstuck. That's why he moves us from faith to faith and from glory to glory, because God's taken us somewhere. And we see him in scripture, it's forward into the image of his son. That's what he's doing. I want to create a moment here and now that maybe, maybe you've kind of been on the outside looking in. Maybe you're one of these people who, who you see these rock star Christ followers. And man, they seem to have their life together and, and, and they always have the right answer and, and everything seems to be going just right. And you're like, man, I, I would love to I'd love to connect with God, but I just don't know that I can do it like that. Maybe you hear said, you know, here's what I've got. God, I believe, help my own belief. And as I trust you, I, I really feel like I'm going to look more like that desperate little bird falling out of the nest than I am going to look like someone who's boldly choosing you. But it's, both are the choice, and both are in the one who's faithful. So if you're here this morning...
and you say, you know what, I don't know if I can be the rock star Christian, but I can just trust you today. I can just trust you today. Then I want you to do that because that's where this all begins is just trusting him today. So if, you, if that's you, I want you to just lift your hand up today. And we're going to pray with you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yes, 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 yes. Believers, I want you to lift, lift their, your voice with these. And say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for loving me. I thank you for taking me just as I am. And I believe that you're at work in me, drawing me to you to this very moment. I choose you today. I place my faith in you. I believe that you were in Christ making things right between the two of us. Today I'm heaven ready. Not because of what I've done, but because of what you've done. And I thank you for that. I give you permission to work in my life from the inside out. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Celebration Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.